Let's give him that motherfucking intro. This is the MMA Takes Podcast with your host, Brian Petrie. Let's go pick them podcast. I'm back, baby. I got the winners. Ten fights this weekend. Darren Till fight week, baby. Woo. Woo. Don't get me started. Don't get me hot. Don't get me Darren Till hot. Hey. Uh, I'm excited for this this this, this weekend. Uh, I got an extra day vacation. I had a long day today. It is. I had plans to record this during the day. I was all set up. I know you're tired of excuses, but I got two things to talk about before we get to the picks. I want to raffle the picks off. It's a little late. Okay, first off, should have been wearing a shirt. I made a shirt. I'm wearing this dumb shirt. Should I had a shirt made. I'm going to reference it later in the show. Sorry. <laughs> Didn't get to the laundry. Second off, getting this covered up tomorrow. This right here, getting the tattoo finished tomorrow. It's been like two months since since I've, or maybe even longer. Uh, I heal opposite of Wolverine. My skin is so thick and so elephant-like that I heal opposite of what Wolverine does. It took forever to heal, um, and but we're back, baby. We're back. We're ready to go. Uh, I'm doing that tomorrow, about a four-hour sesh right after work. I'm excited. He said he can think he can get it all done. I can't wait for uh, what it turns out to be. Secondly, a little complaint here. Um, why is it so hard to get a notary? To get something notarized? Supposed to get something notarized for my mortgage? Went around everywhere today. Right? What's my bank? I was like, I'll just go to your bank. Okay, cool. Go to my bank. They're like, yeah, we don't do mortgages or anything to deal with like mortgage or deed. Okay. Uh, cool. Call other banks. We have a whole strip of banks on the street up to, you know, this little fuck, you know, all the, all the stores are at. Uh, call them. Nope, sorry. Unless you have a mortgage with us, which we don't. Our mortgage is to a, a bank that, uh, it's a very big bank, Wells Fargo, I could say. I don't know why I'm being, you know, trying to hide that from you. Uh, and they're not within 100 miles of us. No branches are within 100 miles of Cincinnati. How is that? How is that? How the fuck is that? They have a couple offices in downtown Cincinnati that aren't open to the public like we're fucking like you know people work and financial planners and stuff can I go there right trying to get a hold of them all day driving around all day like a fucking idiot how hard is it for a little dork just to stamp the paper right I'll sign it stamp it sign it stamp it that's what all it is I've seen Parks and Recreation Jerry Gerges was a fucking odd notary or whatever the fuck I almost said auditor notary and then I read online, like, you know, I'm trying to figure it out. It's like, oh, well, some tax accountants are notarers. And I'm like, oh, well, my buddy who's not a tax accountant, my dear friend who's been on this podcast, Austin is an accountant. He's a man of mystery. That guy, that guy could be the fucking 2021 notary of the year. I wouldn't fucking know. He wouldn't tell me. He doesn't like the, you know, boast his accomplishments. So I call him or, yeah, message him and go, hey, man. Dark, you're not a notary, are you? And he goes, no, nah, no, sorry, I'm not. I'm an accountant. It's like, yeah, I know you're an accountant. I didn't think you were an You know what? I can't. I don't have time. I don't have time. I don't have time to explain to you what I need from you. So, you know, it is what it is. Okay, but we have some fights. I got some winners. I'm giving my slime ball out. Um, and, uh, yeah, let's go. Let's go to this screen here, huh? Let's go to this screen, the lovely screen, the lovely pick em screen. And let's pull some fights up here, babe. Let's pull some fights up here. First fight of the night. Jonathan Martinez, minus 155 versus Marcellus Rojo. That's a Rojo. 
He is a plus 135 underdog. These lines I got literally this morning. And according to DraftKings, the app I just got on, they've already moved. So take this with a grain of salt. I couldn't update all my fucking, my, my graphics. I'm sorry. It's only limited time in the day. Um, but yeah, so uh, I, these lines are going to be at least compatible. Anyway, we got a barn burner here at 135. Marcelo's Rojo impressed me outside the UFC. His UFC debut didn't go as well. I took him as underdog there. He lost. He got beat up. He got finished. But he's a scrappy dude. He has big power. He's the fucking T-Rex guy, right? You know, he fucking, after he knocks people out, he, uh, you know, he T-Rexes on him. Jonathan Martinez is dead to me. The guy is, is a, he's fucking dead to me because his last fight, he was the biggest favorite. And I, I literally put my reputation on him being a mortal lock, him being, I said, this is a reputation fight. I said, you put all your units on Jonathan Martinez. You fucking put everything on Jonathan Martinez. And what does he do? He goes out there and he gets knocked out by Davy Grant. You can't get knocked out by Davy Grant when I put my reputation on the line. That was a reputation fight. And I just bang. That's how fired up I am. Banging microphones. So it's tough. Because before that, Jonathan Martinez was having a nice little run there. Split decision loss, Andre Ewell, which was and then knocked out Frankie Sainz. Had a decision win over Almeida. Then gets knocked out by David Grant. David Grant is a better fighter than I gave him credit for. That's on me. I take the blame, but I'm still blaming Martinez. So when you look at this fight, you're giving me dog odds at a guy who is a dog. This guy will fight to the fucking end. And this dude is crazy with the fucking T-Rex stuff. And uh, he's got power. He's got experience outside the UFC. Jonathan Martinez coming off his... Knockout loss in round two. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm going dog here. Now I'm going dog, but let's. We need more dogs. Dogs are barking early, boy. We need more dogs. This could be my underdog lock of the night. Uh, Marcelo's Rojo. There's only 10 fights. So, you know, I don't love. Uh, there's a lot of people that love dogs in this card. A lot of guys I respect that like dogs in this card. I'm I'm kind of in the middle. I, I've, I've leaned my picks We'll get to it, but uh, this is a dog that I think is worth taking a shot at. Plus 135. Nothing crazy there. I think this is a straight wage of play. I do think it's a competitive fight. I think Martinez has good stand-up. I think Rojo has good stand-up as well. I think Martinez maybe wants to wrestle a little bit. Uh, Rojo got exposed off his back a little bit. But if they stand up, Martinez, I think, is the cleaner striker. Rojo is the more powerful striker. Um, I think that's how it's going to shake out. And I'm just banking on the fact that Rojo is plus 135, that that power is going to translate a little more. Got his feet wet in the UFC a little bit. He looked respectable, even though he, he got finished in his debut. Fought a tough guy. Uh, you know, what are you going to do? All right, next up, this fucking name. Dolce. I can pronounce his first name. Dolce Lingalabula. Plus 135 versus, uh, this guy's name's not Marc-Andre Barrett. Canadian, minus 155. Almost the exact same line as what we just saw. Two big boys, 205ers getting at it. Dolce is such a fucking man beast. This guy looks so fucking good. Shredded. I believe, is he South African? Yeah, South African, you know, 34. You know, they say his height's, this has got to be wrong, right? On on topology, I'm looking right now, they say his height's 5'8". There's no way this guy's 5'8", right? He's like 6'8". Anyway, he's coming off one over Marcus Perez. Before that was uh, Ankalaev by front kick knockout. Where a fight he was actually doing pretty well in. Um, I, I wasn't super bummed by that performance. I mean, Ankalaev to me is the dark horse in the division. I think he's unbelievable. I think he's going to run through um, Ozdemir. They just made that fight. and uh, So that's not too bad. He looked good against Marcus Perez, who's a complete 
utter joke uh, of a middleweight at this point in the UFC. He's kind of a clown. He wears the Joker makeup, and he fights like a fucking Joker on fight night. You know, I think he's talented, but it is what it is. Uh, Martin, uh, Marc-Andre, excuse me, Martin, <clears throat> Marc-Andre Barolt, uh, Canadian, pride of Canada, baby, came in the UFC, started his career 0-3 with a draw to Pachota. Uh, Oscar Bertotta, and then he had a win over Abu, Abu Azatar, ground and pound round three. That was a good win against a guy who had some knockout power, who had an inflated record. He was a big dog in that fight. He went out and, and stuck his guns and took him down and pounded him out. Uh, Barot is is considered like a striker. I think he likes to mix it up a lot nowadays. Uh, his his losses are, are just some solid guys. Andrew Sanchez's decision, that guy's going to wrestle you. Christoph Jocko, during that run, was a nice run. That was a split decision loss. Jung Yoo Park, who's proven to be pretty good, that was a decision, lo- uh, yeah, decision loss as well. So there's talent there in Marc-Andre, and I can see why he's the favorite here. Dolce, I feel like we haven't seen him a little bit. You're beating up Marcus Prez. That's cool. A lot of canceled fights. Then we see a fight, you know, Ankalaev, which, you know, you looked okay in, but then you got front kicked. But he is built like a shit brick house. I know you can't take that into account. Um, but I've actually been really underwhelmed by Barrio. And, and and I can't lay the chalk on a guy at minus 155 who I'm just underwhelmed with. You got to overwhelm me. Or at least whelm me. Just whelm me. Um, but Marc-Andre, I think, is 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 he's going to mix it up a little bit here. I think Dolce is going to be harder to take down than he thinks. And then the striking, I think Dolce is going to keep him at range and, and pick him apart here. It's going to be a close fight. Uh, both these guys are pretty durable. Both these guys are pretty, you know, pretty uh, have similar features. They fight the, the same way. I think Dolce needs to keep his length about him a little bit. I think he needs to put punches together. I don't think he just needs to throw one out there. Andre, uh, Marc-Andre needs to close the distance. I think he wants to fight in the clinch, possibly get to this ground, get to this ground, the, get to the, the, the ground. I think that's going to be harder than, uh, than he thinks. Give me the dog. Give me the dog. Back-to-back dogs. Dogs are barking today, baby. Let's play today. The dog. He's not going to be minor dog lock, but I do like this play. Uh, plus 135 over Dolce. Um, a guy still young in his MMA career. He's, again, fucking well-built. Well-built. Um, time away from the cage might hurt him a little bit. You know, I know the South Africans are having real hard time getting the U.S. With, with COVID. Their country got locked down pretty strictly. Same thing happened to my boy Don Madge. He had a bunch of fights canceled. He couldn't leave the country. Yada, yada, yada. Dolce, I'm sure, unless he's training in America now, was having the same situations. Coming off a win, though, I think this is a winnable fight for him. Um, and uh, I think if anybody would have ended up on the plus side, I might have leaned that way. But I'm going to lean Dolce. Plus side money here. Let's fucking go. All right, next up, you got one of the fights of the night. Charles Jourdain. Am I, am I doing that right for the French Canadians? Charles Jourdain. Sorry, I don't have a good... My last name sounds French. So you think I should be able to... Charles Jourdain. Uh, I like this kid, right? I like this kid. He's coming off of Marcellus Rojo, the guy who's, who's fighting the first fight of the night. Dominant performance, um, looked good, looked a little shaky in the first round, but really just held on to his cardio, and, and his his striking is really crisp. Julian Rosa, a guy who I've been on his side because I've won money on him, and then I've been off him. Uh, he got knocked out in his last time out against Su Wu Choi against a guy who he just goes in there recklessly, doesn't throw his hand, doesn't put his hands up, just throws wild and gets caught by you know, Su Wu Choi is a knockout puncher. Charles Trudan has good knockouts. Um, but I wouldn't say he's a knockout puncher. I think he's a really good striker. I think he stays within himself. I think he's technical. Julian Rosa's a little bit wild here. Julian Rosa said he's going to go out there and he's going to wrestle for three rounds. That 
could happen, right? I think Charles Jordan has proven to have somewhat good takedown defense, at least really good cardio at this point against Rojo. He looked really good against a wild man in there. Um, I think Jordan is 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 properly priced here. Charles, uh, excuse me, Julian Rosa came in, lit the world on fire again. After, I mean, he's been with the UFC like 15 times. Ultimate fire got cut. Contender series lost. Contender series won. Got brought it. Like they bring this guy back because he's action packed. He likes to stand up. He likes to bang. He mixes up. He's a good looking kid. Um, and he's willing to take fights on sh- relatively short notice. He's a little bit of a wild man in there. He might go out there and try to wrestle Charles Jordan. I think this could be a problem for Rosa. I don't think Rosa has like high, high level cardio um, I, I, to wrestle three rounds. I don't think he has that in him, especially Jordan. It's not like Jordan is just going to let him fucking take him down. There's going to be some resistance. And uh, I think Charles Jordan is just a cleaner, crisper striker. This is going to be fight tonight. All over Twitter, all over MMA Twitter, everyone's saying fight doesn't go to the distance. I think that's a good play here. Don't know if I'm going to touch it. I'm, I am so fucking bad at props right now. Uh, all I do is, is I obviously, when I go through, here's my here's my process. Here's my process, guys. I go through the card, right? I, I immediately think who I was going to win, gut instinct. Then I do the research, and we'll see if my gut instinct changes. And then once those picks are done, those are obviously money line picks, we look at the odds. We look at everything. Then I'm all in on fucking props. My whole page is full of what props could happen. I'm trying to dial in, and I'm fucking bad at it right now. So I don't know if I'm going to touch that prop, but that is what MMA Twitter is spackling all over the place. Fight doesn't go to the decision. I can see it. Jordan, precise striker, could wear on a Rosa. Rosa's been knocked out before. Rosa's got big power as well. Let's not forget that. Um, but I'm leaning uh, Charles Jordan here. I don't like the numbers straight up for me at 190. So if if, if fight doesn't go to this distance, is is cheaper than 190. If um, Charles Charles Jordan by you know KO by decision, obviously it's gonna be better than 190. That might be your move here if you're that confident in the French Canadian. But uh, yeah, I, I'm confident. I don't know if I'm that confident. Right, minus 190 is not a crazy number. I've played higher. Trust me, I played higher. But. Um, yeah, you know, Julian Rosa is just, he's just that question mark. You know, he's, he can come out there. He's a huge underdog against Sean Woodson and come out there and just dominate, right? I think Jordan is a very good fighter, but, uh, and I think he matches up well with a Rosa just with his striking being just a little bit crisper, a little bit cleaner. He, he, and he's within himself. Julian Rosa likes to throw from the hip sometimes. And, uh, we'll see if he wrestles. If not, you know, I think he's got a problem here. Charles Jordan's going to take that one. Let go. Jack Shore versus Ludwig Sholalan. Right? Did I nail that? I fucking nailed it. Jack Sore minus 510. He has since dropped to 450, 45. I don't remember. He has dropped. Uh, Ludwig is plus 375. He's obviously dropped as well. Jack Shore is a guy that um, he's undefeated, right? Is he undefeated? He's got one loss. Undefeated. This is a guy that, uh, you know, a lot of people are high on. Right, I tend not to look at guys like him as of yet. Like I'm very late onto his style. He's a very grappler based. The stand up is coming a long way, but he's very grimy, take you down, cardio machine, um, and 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 just wear on you, and then submit you if you can't. Right, um, that's his style. And he's very very good at it. Me, I'm usually late on to the party on those guys. Admittedly, I'm late to the party on these guys. It's the flashy guys. That get my attention. It's the fucking twinkles, the glitter that get my attention. So Jack Shore is, is a legit dude, and he's priced that way. He's the highest on the card for a reason. This is a short notice fight. Luvla coming off the 
Uh, Ultimate Fighter looked pretty good for himself. He looks like just, you know, one of those Eastern European guys that knows how to wrestle, knows how to cardio. Pairs would be pretty strong. I think this might be a bad matchup for him. I'm going to go Jack Shore. I'm not going to take a huge shot on Luvik. I wouldn't be surprised if Luvik won. I'm just not in the position bankroll-wise because I'm on a nice little streak here. Took a little hit last week, small hit last week, but I'm on a nice little streak here that I got to stay within my means. I got to stay within, you know, within me. And I just don't know if putting even if, even a little sprinkle on Ludwig is is even worth it at this point because I do think Jack Shore is very, very good. But Ludwig, he could surprise for sure. And and we've seen huge favorites. Mahmoud Meridov last week really shit the bed. And Jack Shore, you know, could be a confident kid, maybe overconfident. I see probably a lot of people playing Ludwig on Saturday because they love that number. They love big number dogs. I understand that. That's just not where I'm at right now. That's just not me. That's just like a Hail Mary. If you hit, props to you. I just, in this matchup, I think Jack Shore is just better everywhere. I think he's better stand-up. I think he has a better pace. I think his ground game's better. I think his wrestling's better. Um, again, Luvica surprise. I, I just think Jack Shore's going to be better everywhere. Every position they get into, Jack Shore's just going to have the advantage. And, uh, yeah, so give me Jack Shore at that super fucking chalk. I'm talking super chalk price, but... Yeah, just give me Jack Shore. I mean, it is what it is. All right, next up, I think you know this is this is horrible. I, you know, you see the graphics on the screen. I, I, you know, I type these women's names into Google. Junior and Kim, unless she dyed her hair and has a complete hair, I think I maybe put the wrong woman up. You know, because you know, in in in, uh, is she Chinese? Korean? 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 Kim is a very common last name. There could be another Kim on the roster. I don't know if this is not Junior Kim on the picture. I I was not even going to address it. I was just going to storm through it. But I'm going to get ahead of this non-controversy right now. I I thought I did my due diligence. I apologize if I don't. Tapology might have a really old picture of her. I don't know. But Junior Kim, minus 115 versus Molly McCann, minus 105. Molly McCann, Meatball Molly McCann, um, this is a decision fight written all over it. Neither of these uh, female fighters are, are huge um, finishers, in my opinion. Uh, Junior Kim has some nice little boxing. She has had finishes in the UFC, at least one. But uh, she's fought some good girls. You know, she lost to Lucy Fadova in her UFC debut. Justin Kiss, what you ever think about her. She beat Justin Kiss by split decision. Antonio Shevchenko, who stinks. She lost to her Nada Kasim, who's is pretty but not great. And her last loss to Alexi Grasso. Molly McCann is I like Molly McCann. She's a, she's a dog in there. She's a warrior. She's a fighter. She gets in there, she gets it done. She's had two fights where I backed her and two fights where she's lost. Um her best path to victory is to get the make it ugly and get the fight to the ground, right? Is to is to lock up Kim. She's gonna be a little bit bigger than Kim. Lock up Kim. Don't let Kim get comfortable in the boxing. Take her down and, and just beat her up in the clinch, beat her up on the fight. It's gonna be a decision fight. Bet the house on a fucking decision unless something crazy happens with a cut or whatever. Can't predict those things. But the prop for this fight's decision, which I don't have in front of me because I'm an idiot, but that's the play. I'm going to pick Molly McCann to win. I, I like Molly McCann. I think she's motivated. I've seen some of the stuff on Instagram. She appears to be in great shape. I think Patty Pimblett is her training partner, so they've been in the camp together. It's got to be good motivation. She's traveling with the team to Vegas. It's supposed to be in UK, remember. There's supposed to be an England fight. Now they're on the um, United States because of, of COVID. Um, I like Molly. I think Molly's just a little bit rougher and tumbler. <laughs> she's she's going to get in there and she's going to make this a dog fight. Kim, I think, is the better striker, and I think she's the better fighter. But sometimes that doesn't mean 
you're going to win. And in a fight like this where the odds are dead even, play the decision prop, which I'm sure it's going to be in the minus because everyone's going to be riding that. Um, I, I wouldn't touch this money line. I definitely wouldn't put this in any kind of parlays. It could go either way. There's a reason it's a pick them. This is properly put, placed. Um, Molly, I thought, has fought the better competitions, but she's lost. Kim has fought good competition. She's lost as well. Um, but Molly needs to get this fight to the ground. She needs to fucking clinch her up, take her down, beat the shit out of her, fuck her up on the ground. Molly doesn't stop. The problem is, is Molly sometimes thinks she's a boxer and sometimes she thinks she's a striker and sometimes maybe she thinks she's a little bit better on the feet than she is. And Kim's going to expose her if that's the case. Kim will will piece her the fuck up. Kim's got really nice body shots, puts her hands together really well. Molly's going to be a little bit slower in there, so she needs to just fucking just get after it. And that's what I hope her team tells her. You know, no technical advice. No, like, hey, you know, watch out for her left hand and, and, and grab a single leg. And, you know, she's she's vulnerable to body locks. And none of, none, of that, none of that fucking technical stuff. Just go fucking get after her. Get after her. I hope that's what they say because that's my advice. Molly McCann, Molly McCann is my pick. Fight I'm looking forward to a lot, a lot here, boys. One of the first of the Liverpool Uh Luigi Venerini versus Patty Pimblett. Minus, uh, Luigi, plus 115. Patty Pimblett is minus 135. So Patty Pimblett, if you do not know, this beetled hair, interesting guy from Liverpool is uh, making his UFC debut. He has turned down the UFC quite a few times, twice at least I know of. He's a bit of a character in Cage Wars. He's making good money outside of Cage Wars. Um, and uh, and they offered him in 2016, 2018 and turned it down because he said he was a dumb idiot kid still partying. I understand that. He's got losses to Julian Arosa, Nan Armini, um, outside the UFC. Obviously, he has, this is a UFC debut. Um, and he's fighting Luigi Venerimi. I think this is a really good layup spot for him. Venerimi is one and two in the UFC with with a finish over Dos Santos and and then uh, a loss over Fer uh, Ferrazim, which I think he might have won. But this is a good matchup for him. The line is growing a little bit. I like Patty. I like. I think Luigi is is a good matchup for him. I think this is going to be really good to show where um, Patty's at because like Luigi is on the same level, if maybe not even higher skill wise than Nat Armini, which is. Uh, Patty's last loss. Nat fought in the UFC, good wrestler, good grappler. Patty, you know, guys got to look to him. Guys got a personality to him. You see him all over social media. You see him all over the uh, UFC YouTube page. People are loving this guy. He's predicting to be a big starter with this guy. The difference between this guy and maybe like Conor McGregor, because they're both former Cage Warriors double champions. Conor was 45 55, so was Patty. Patty doesn't have the best stand up, right? He's long, he's lanky, he'll, he's willing to exchange, he's intense in there. But Patty's a ground guy. Patty wants to get you down. He wants to tap you out. He's got good chokes. He's got good arm bars. He's good off his back. He's better on top. That's where he wants to get. His wrestling, I think, is going to maybe be a little bit of an issue coming into the UFC, right? Um, Finding guys who are are used to, you know, in America, wrestling with some fucking sick wrestlers. Patty's wrestling is a little weak, in my opinion. I don't think it's the strongest part of his game for him to get the fight to the ground. But he's aggressive. He likes to come at you. He's got a good kick. He's got good long punches. Luigi's been finished before. Um, he looked pretty good against the Fair ZM fight. Fair did take him down quite a bit. Or, excuse me, he took Fair quite a bit down. It was a very sloppy fight. Underwhelming. I thought he won, but it is what it is. Um, I'm all over Patty Pimblad here. I, you know, I, I feel like I just maybe talked down to him a little bit. I just... 
want to manage expectations for people who have never seen him fight before. People are going to assume this guy is, you know, because they're comparing him to Conor McGregor in, in, in BT Sports, you know, because he has the same resume as Conor. And I, I want people to know that he isn't the brat. He's very brash, but he's not the guy that's going to come out there, put his hands down, put his hands behind his back, and knock you the fuck out. He's going to choke you. Like, that's what he wants to do. I mean, he could definitely knock someone out. He definitely has power in his hands, but his game is to get you to the ground. It's a little bit different. I think he's very slick on the ground. I think he's good. Um, I think he's going to want this fight to get to the ground any which way. I think his scrambles are great. I think his sweeps are good. So even if he's off his back or on top, he's going to take the fight where he wants. The problem is is once he slows down, and if Luigi just keeps taking him down over and over again, kind of like what Nadine Armini did, and he's not getting off his positions, and he's getting smothered, and he's not getting what he wants, it could be a little dangerous. I see people on Luigi. I know Patty is, again, very brash. People don't like that. People are you trying to cancel him on Twitter, trying to un- be unfans of him on Twitter. Um, that That's just not going to be... What I'm gonna do here, I think. Uh, I think Patty's legit. I think Patty's got a lot of pressure. He's talking a lot, which I like. And it's weird because there's a difference between Kevin Lee talking, which I don't believe, because we've seen it time and time again of him just falling short. Right? I can't believe something that someone doesn't believe himself. He's just doing that to hype himself up. Right? Kevin Lee, very confident man and very skilled man, but deep down he knows he didn't have Cardi for that. Deep down he knew. Shit, I might be biting more more than I can chew with fucking two knee surgeries off or whatever it was, right? Patty is crazy enough to believe it. You know, he can't he he beep uh turned down the UFC twice. Like he's ready. This is his time. And he appears to be in great shape. I think this is a good matchup for him. If he loses his debut here, it's only gonna get downhill from here. I mean, I don't know who you're gonna bring in t- for Patty to win if you can't get by Luigi. No knock on Luigi, but it is a fucking knock on Luigi. With that being said, I got to put my money where my mouth is, and I'm going to go Patty Pimlet by submission here. Send him home. Send, send him, him home. home early. Patty's going to send him home early with a little bit of sub. A little bit of sub. I think he catches him on the feet because he's wild on the feet. He comes in aggressive, and I think after the catch, I think he's going to fucking get to the ground, and I think he's going to fucking get his neck. All right. Done. Let's go. Next up, Kalia Roundtree versus uh, Modestus Bukalkis. Roundtree is a plus 135. Bukalkis is a minus 155. I laugh every time I say that name because I'm a child. Um, listen, Kalia Roundtree is a guy I like. Like, I've liked him from the Ultimate Fighter. I liked him. Um, you know, I put a lot of money on the Procneo fight. I- I've liked this guy for for. A very, uh, very long time. And he's kind of checked out of MMA a little bit. I think that represents his number, right? So he fought Martin Pracnia, who's who gets knocked out by a fart. And Khalil can't knock him out and gets outpointed and gets outstruck, right? Khalil spends most of his time in Thailand, wants to move there, maybe already has, wants to become a Thai fighter, and you're getting outstruck by a Polish guy. No knock on Poland, Polish people, maybe. But you're getting outstruck by a Polish guy. But yeah, you want to live the Thai lifestyle. Bro, if a Thai lost to a Polish fighter in Thai boxing, they're not allowed back in Thailand, right? So if you're going to live this life, let's live this fucking life, bro. Uh, I'm a, I am got a little fired up because I lost money on that fight. But Clear Roundtree has big power, has no cardio, right? He fades quick. He's a, such a nice underdog playing that round one. I, I'm going to pick Clear Roundtree. I'm going to pick the dog here at plus 135. 
I think it's a good number because I think Bukakis stinks. I don't, I don't think he's good. I think he's got a chin issue. He's lost his last two. He's been knocked out in those one. Um, I think he's got a little bit of a problem, but he's a little bit long. He's a little bit bigger. I can see him out pointing, out working Roundtree here for sure. So I have to give you a pick. So it's going to be clear Roundtree at the dog money, right? If you love clear Roundtree, play that spot. I necessarily probably don't love that. However, I do like clear Roundtree possibly first round knockout. That's the only way he wins. First, second, you can sprinkle second round, but maybe give your big bet on the first round because I really do think if it goes outside that two and a, that round and a half mark, you can even bet over under round and a half. If it goes outside there, Khalil's fucked. He's going to slow down. His power's gone. His technique gets sloppy. And Bukakis is just going to fucking just dance around and, 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 and pick him apart, maybe even wrestle him a little bit. Um, it's not going to be good. You know, there's there's one way for Roundtree to win. And is Bukakis going to be fucking dumb enough to fall for it? Is he going to be man enough to fall for it? I don't know. But that's where I'm at right now. That's where I'm at right now. I'm going to I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm going to go uh, Khalil Roundtree. Next up, David Zwada versus Alex Moreno. Zwada plus 130. Moreno minus 150. Um, I don't like Alex Moreno. Uh, I said Moreno. Moreno. I think he's very average, but he keeps shoving up my ass. And I'm going to quote my good friend, Chris Curtis, um, who at one point in his career was supposed to fight Zawada years ago. And he commented on his Facebook page, David Zawada is not good. And I went back and looked at the tape and he's right. He's not good. He's pretty good off his back. Okay. Submissions, a little wild on his feet. Morono, I think is, is just the better fighter everywhere. I see some people on Zawada here at the, at the dog money. This is maybe a dog I'm overlooking. Um, again, I think Morono is a guy who I constantly bet against, and he constantly, constantly just fucking says, fuck you, you know, against Cerrone. I was convinced, you know, Cerrone was going to beat him. He fucking stopped Donald Cerrone. I mean, you know, this is a captain of his team in Texas. He's got some good fighters out of there. I mean, a lot of people respect this kid, and he's tough. He's nails. You know what I mean? I'll never forget the Max Griffin fight where, you know, he fucking wobbled Max Griffin. I thought Max Griffin's maybe was going to come back and win that fight. He did not. Had some good money on Max, but is what it is. Morono, though, I think is just going to be better everywhere. I think he knows his strength. I think he knows his weaknesses. He's a smart fighter. Zawad, I think his only chance is maybe to get wild and catch Morono because Morono's chin has been an issue in the past. But Zwada isn't the biggest knockout puncher. I think, you know, it, a lot of people are predicting club and sub. Hit him, knock him down, fucking choke him out, take a neck, whatever. Zwada has a great triangle. Possibly. I can see that. You want to you wanna play Zwada by submission? I have no problem with that. But I wouldn't touch the money line here. I think Morono, the longer the fight goes, it's going to better, better fit Morono. I think he's, you know, got better boxing. I think he's a smarter fighter. I think he can hang on the ground with Zwada as well. Zwada's going to get tired a little bit. Uh, give me Morono there. Give me Morono. I don't have any plays besides that. Yeah, give me Alex Morono. Uh, and I almost went big on this. This, this was almost my moral lock, but because um, I just really don't think th- those words of my my dear dear friend Chris Curtis ring in my head as David Suarez is not good, and uh, and he's right. He's he's just not. I, I I'm surprised he's been with the UFC as long as he has. But uh, what are you gonna do? Come in event. Coming event, uh, Tom Aspinall minus 260 versus Sergey Spivak plus 210. I cannot find if you were watching this on YouTube, which you should. MMA takes podcasts on YouTube, go subscribe. Everybody I can find a full body shot of, even the guys who aren't in the UFC, right? When you're in the UFC, you get you get your photo taken for the website, and you get a kit, right? Sergey Spivak's just his ugly head. I can't find any full body shots of him. Besides his ugly fucking head of his. 
So uh, I got to go with it. But I am excited for this main event. You don't hear me talk often about being excited over a heavyweight main event because they're far, they're far and few between because there's not a ton of elite level heavyweights, in my opinion, besides the guys at top. I think these guys are elite level heavyweights. Sergey Spivak started his UFC career a little shaky. One and two, he's rattled three in a row. He beat some good guys. Carlos Felipe, which was a close fight. Jared Vandernier, that's not a great win. Alexia Lennox, who's like 80, what are you going to do? But he withstood a Lennox barrage. He's lost to Tybor and he's lost to Walt Harris. Walt Harris jumped on him early. Tybora just fucking manned him up. Just manned him up. Todd Aspinall, undefeated in the UFC. Uh, I believe all finishes, right? I mean, he fought Jake Collier, who was an absolute fucking bum. I, I got to look it up. I thought I could remember his, his he, he choked out Andre Lasky and who was his other one? Alan Badolt, who's a complete bum, right? So you're looking at this hype train, this guy that a lot of people love, me, me included, Tom Aspinall, you know, golden glove box and maybe not golden gloves, but boxing, right? Whatever they have, the, the, the Royal golden glove championships over in fucking England. Great boxer, uh, jujitsu player working on his wrestling every day. He's fighting Spivak, who I wouldn't say has a chin problem. He's been knocked out once in the UFC, but he gets touched. He does get touched in fights. I've seen him buzz in fights besides the Walt Harris fight. Tom Aspel, um, I think he has power. I don't know if he has Walt Harris one-punch power, but I think he's going to touch Spivak quite a bit. Spivak taking this on short notice. Not really sure if he was training for a fight or not, but um, I think cardio could be an issue here because Spivak's just going to want to fucking bear hug and just take... Aspinall down and just fucking ride him. That's what he's going to do for three rounds. Aspinall, jiu-jitsu guy, has uh, everything I've heard about him in the gym is that his cardio and that his wrestling is up to snuff. His jiu-jitsu is great. I mean, he choked out Andre Lasky, which a lot of people don't do. You know what I mean? In, in competitive first round, first round wasn't going his way. He tried to stand up with Andre. Andre, that old 40-year-old fucking 45-year-old fucking vet was not letting him get him, right? You know, they they were competitive first round. Maybe some people gave that round to Andre. Um, and then Tom was like, you know what? I, I have some ground game. Let me go for a takedown here and take this guy's fucking neck. Uh, Spivak should be careful, right? Everyone, no, 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 not everyone, excuse me. A lot of people love Spivak here. A lot of people want to fade Aspinall. This is classic gambling. This is classic MMA gambling you got a guy that's hot that a lot of people are on right now that's why he's getting priced the way he is Sergey Spivak has had double the fights in the UFC he's fought better competition in the UFC and has proven to be a winner so far you know he's got that style that really angry Russian Ukraine fucking Moldovan I think he is style where he takes you down and he beats shit you you know what I mean and, and I'll, stop it if you can stop it if you fucking can so a lot of people are like wow Aspinall's this high against this fucking guy People are buying into the hype. And that is the classic case of the reason why lines are set and the reason why people take dogs like this. This is a classic money fight. This is where people make their money. This is where people make their living. Um, you fade a young, hot prospect until he's really proven himself. I'm the opposite, unfortunately. I love hot prospects, okay? I love them. And I get on them early. And I think Tom Aspinall is a solid prospect. I think he has everything... It, what it takes to be a fucking legit dude at heavyweight. I don't want to say champion because you still got Francis Agandi. I don't know if anybody's beating that fucking guy. But Tom Aspinall, if you look at his regional fights, he's got leg kicks. He's got 
uh, fucking jujitsu. He's got great boxing. He's got good cardio. You got Spivak who, who only has one way to win. Todd Aspel has to know that, right? He was supposed to fight Sergey Pavlovich, which would have been an awesome fight. Spivak's coming in short notice. Um, if you're Aspinall, though, you, you got to know, okay? I work my wrestling every day. My jujitsu's on point. I'm going to take a neck. My boxing's better. Um, every fight starts on the feet, which is the most cliche thing in the world, but it's true. So I love that everyone's really hyping up Spivak because driving that number down for Aspinall. I'm all over Aspinall here. I even sent a tweet out. Any capper wants some smoke, let's go head-to-head. You know, you pick Spivak, I'll give you the odds. I got Aspinall, right? You know, 20 bucks, you get 40 if, 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 if Spivak wins. I'm that confident in Aspinall. I think he's that good. I think he's that good. I truly, truly do. I think this is a classic line of let's all pump up this star, this stud, this guy that is running through people until he runs into a Russian Moldovan bear. That's the classic game. But I'm playing the game, and I'm, I'm going to flip it on his motherfucking head. I'm going to go Tom Aspinall here. I think he's going to get finished, too. I think if if anything happens here, it's going to be a finish. If not, Spivak will probably win a decision. But I like Aspinall by finish as well. I don't know what that number is. Probably a better number in 260, but I'm going to take Aspinall straight up. All right. Main event time, baby. You know what it is. You know what it is. Darren Till. Baby, baby. This is my guy. I love Darren Till. I stole on, uh, I told on the recap show, which... Go listen to Emma Takes Podcast and Apple Podcasts. Go rate and review while you're over there. We're on Spotify as well. Um, I said why I love Darren Till. Personality, check. Skills, check. And then he will, you know, gave me confidence to make a huge bet and maybe uh, won me a buttload of money. Darren Till, I think, is a little high here. And listen, be a, a warning. I should have a warning label. I am extremely biased when it comes to Darren Till. He's one of my guys. I'm going to back my guys always. My opinion might be jaded, right? For sure. But honesty meter right now, Darren, Derek Brunson is a great play at 155. That's all I'm going to say. I wish I wore my betting system shirt. I have a betting system shirt. I was going to, I'm not really selling them. I made them for me. It's kind of a jokey thing. But one of the things is bet on blonde. A guy that dyes his hair blonde, you bet on him, right? Derek Brunson, blonde Brunson's undefeated in the UFC. Number two was super power, uh, mustache equals superpower. Derek Brunson's got that little fucking early 90s R&B mustache, right? <laughs> you know, he's got two of the three. So I'm going against my system because it's my guy. So let's break down the fight. Let me try to take some bias out of this because I love Darren Till. Darren Till is the superior striker. Darren Till, his last few fights, he's been, you know, a little too patient and a little not willing to throw. He's very calculated. He's very precise. He thinks that he only needs to throw a certain number of punches because if his punches land, that's all he takes. You know, that all it takes with with, with uh, his power. I think with a Derek Brunson, you're going to need to throw a little more. You're going to need to be within yourself because Derek Brunson has power as well. Doesn't have much of a submission game, but he's got power. He, he can hit you on the feet. He used to like to stand up a whole bunch, but then he started getting tagged a little bit. Chin became a little bit of an issue, but he gets wild up there. You know, you fought, look at the Kevin Holland fight. He got wild. He kept his chin right there. He got hit a few times, and they just took Kevin Holland down. You know, that's what Derek Brunson has in his back pocket. He's in shape. He's strong as fuck, and he's got good wrestling, right? Darren Till is, is going to be the better guy on the feet. He's going to be the quicker guy on the feet. He's going to throw straight punches. Um, I think leg kicks can be an advantage for Darren Till as well. I hope he's not afraid to throw him because of, of the wrestling background of Derek Brunson. Derek Brunson is going to shoot. Derek Brunson is going to shoot a lot. Darren Till knows that. I watched Darren Till do an interview with John Gooden 
about the Robert Whitaker fight, which is very close. People aren't getting enough Darren Till credit for how close that was, considering how fucking good Robert Whitaker is. Very, very close fight. Darren Till admit it. I think I lost that fight because of one or two takedowns. I had Darren Till winning that fight. And I know I'm crazy. I've watched it multiple times. Very, very close, right? But um, he might be right. Robert Whitaker took him down a few more times. He said the rematch again, he's not going to take me down. This Darren Till was supposed to fight Marvin Vittori in April. Broke his collarbone. Now we're getting into September with Derek Brunson. I like the matchup. I like everything. Darren Till is my guy. He needs to come forward. He needs to put hands on Brunson quickly. Brunson is going to stand up for as long as he needs to, and he's going to shoot. He's got a great double. He's got a great single. He's got a great body lock. He has multiple ways to take you down, and he won't quit. He's got great cardio. Darren Till needs to hit Derek Brunson as many times as he can. Derek Brunson doesn't like the weeds. Derek Brunson doesn't like the wars. You touch him up. You fucking bruise his eye. You cut him. You make him question coming in again. Derek Brunson, a little bit of a pretty boy front runner fighter. He's not made. He's not built for these wars. I know people are going to disagree with me, but it's true. He's going to come in there. He's going to wrestle or he's going to knock you out quickly. He's not made for the wars. You look at the Anderson Silva fight, right? That's a fight he kind of drifted off later in the fight. Guess what? Lost the fight. Regardless of what you feel, he lost the fight on paper. I actually had Brunson win that fight, but you know what I mean? He's not built for the wars. And I think Darren Till, regardless of how good your takedown defense is or whatever, you need to hit this guy as many times as you can. Obviously standing, but when the, when, the, when he comes in your legs, fucking elbows to the side head. If you get taken down, punch him off your back. Work to get up to your feet. Don't play jujitsu because the one thing I've noticed in Darren Till's game is, is his takedown defense is, is getting better, increasingly getting better. That team out there in Liverpool with Aspinall, Grundy, and, and Till, their wrestling is, is some of the best in England. They are, they are getting very good. But when Darren gets put on his back where it's not so good, right? I think he's, I don't know if he's a jiu-jitsu black belt or not, but he's not off his back. That's for sure. That's not his game. Derek Brunson is going to put you in the back. He's not going to threaten submissions. He's going to, he's going to stand up. He's going to try to, he's going to try to ground and pound you. Darren Till's been there before. He survived before. But you look at the Tyron Woodley fight. Tyron Woodley did some horrible ground and pound on him. That was a title fight. That was at 170. That could have been a lights, whatever, long time ago. But I see a lot of people referencing that fight. Derek Brunson can easily take Darren Till down and fucking pound his head in until Darren Till's like, oh, fuck, dude, I'm cut. I'm this, I'm that, because he doesn't have great, great game off his back. He just simply does it. Or Darren Till could do what I say and touch Derek Brunson, every chance he gets on the feet, on the legs, in the clinch, ever. Just make it rough. Make it tough. Darren Till is such a precise striker, and he's so technical that sometimes he gets in his own way, and his punch out puts like 50 punches a fight, right? You're going to need to up that up because Derek Brunson is going to give you opportunities to hit him. He's a little wild. He keeps his chin in there. He likes to throw wild shots as well. You also got to be careful because Derek Brunson does have knockout power, but ever since going down to Sanford MMA, he's been really... Um, <clears throat> tightening up his uh, his wrestling and his cardio. I mean, that that's done worlds for him. So I'm going with Darren Till. He's my mortal lock. Don't oh, let me down. So I'm going with Darren Till. He's my mortal lock. I'm confident in this man um, simply based on the fact that I think he's going to be the better striker. I think he's motivated. I think he's going to come in with a better game plan. I think... Darren Till has fought really high-level guys already. I saw as Derek Brunson. Derek Brunson's resume is is unparalleled sometimes um, to some of the other 85ers. This could be Brunson's time. So again, full disclosure, I am completely biased. I am sitting here telling you I am betting Darren Till two ways. 
I am betting him straight up in another way. You'll find out in a second. But Derek Brunson at plus 155, and I think he's a little bit higher now maybe. Um, Again, these lines are moving like crazy. A lot of money coming in. He's the play. If Darren Till wasn't my guy and I didn't have this attachment to Darren Till, I would be playing Derek Brunson because of the line and because of the style matchup. That's exactly what I would do. But I can't. I'm loyal. You make that list, this is what happens. I'm ride or die. But I'm up front with you. I'm like one of those guys where they review products and they go, full disclosure, this company sent this to me and I'm being paid to review this. They're, they're biased, right? They're not going to give the real review because they're getting paid for it and they got to send for free. That's me right now, right? All these fights I have are absolute fire. This fight right here, ride with me with Till. I think he's priced a little high, if I'm being honest with you. I love Darren Till. I thought I would like to get him at maybe 140. I thought he was going to be the favorite, but would have been nice to get him a little lower. Minus 180, I think, is a little high. But I'm biased. That's all I'm going to say. Go Till. Let's go, Liverpool. And we're back to me. Single camera shot here. What's up? What's up? What's up? And everyone's wondering, slime ball. Brian, where's the slime ball? Right? So... Last week, I unfortunately could not do the podcast. I gave my slime ball on and bet MMA tips, MMA podcast. It'll be in the link in the description. Go follow that. Uh, follow me on there. Great website. But here's my slime ball. Here's what I'm giving out. Let it be. Oh, let it be. It is an all Liverpool cast. Darren Till, minus 180. Tom Aspinall, minus 255. These are lines I got right before I got on here. Patty Pimblett, uh, Pimblett. Minus 155, one unit at 256. This bet has not been placed yet. I'm going tomorrow to place that bet because I don't have in-state betting, but that's it. Slime ball one more time. Here we go. Darren Till, minus 180. Tom Aspinall, two, minus 255. Patty Pimblett, minus 155. Uh, yeah, 255 minus 155. One unit at 256. Almost three to one on your money. That is a let it be. Oh, let it be. The Beatles are from Liverpool. These three guys are from Liverpool. Do you get it? Do you fucking understand it? I would have played a little bit of the Beatles song in here, but I know that's very expensive. And I don't want this podcast to get shut down. And I know that's crazy to think about because I don't get that many views on YouTube. But the Beatles are relentless with their shit. So you don't know. You don't fucking know. All right, that's it. That's the show. Uh, let's go. Fights this Saturday. Ten fights. Hopefully none fall out because uh, I, I I love the card. I think it's a card solid. All ten fights. Uh, you know, I I I'll, I will tweet out all my bets. I uh, bet MMA tips. Um, the slime ball you can only get here. So make sure you keep subscribing. Make sure you keep listening. Um, that way I can give out my slime ball. And then again, links will be in descriptions for all my where you can tell me and stuff like that. Follow me on Twitter. MMA takes podcast on Twitter. And uh, yeah, that's it. Let go, everybody. Woo! Hey, pal, do me a favor. Get her down off there. What do you say? Woo! I say let her dance. Woo! <laughs> Woo! 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 Come on, baby. Woo! Hey, Woo! Pal, we don't want to. Come on, motherfucker. Back. Come on. Escort this gentleman to the door. Do you see that shit? Yeah.
He's good. He's real good. The name is Dalton.